Praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. We're excited to be with you today in this great Bible study of Hebrews. We're going to be in chapter 5 today down near the end of the chapter. So go ahead and grab your Bibles. We're going to hear some things today. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth and grace is going to minister to us today. I have no doubt about it. He's going to impart the truth into our hearts and attempt to guide us further into the truth. And I'm excited about what the Lord is going to say and to do today. Hallelujah. First of all, though, I want to uh, mention uh, the 10-song the CD by Angel Jeanette Peace. You can find it on our website, thecrosswaychurch.com, and get your copy today. This young lady has a voice uh, that's so wonderful and beautiful, and she has written these songs. And listen, this young lady grew up in a cross-preaching church, and the songs that she's written that is on this CD will bless your soul tremendously. You will be blessed, and you will wear it out and order another one probably, so you might as well get two when you order, hallelujah, one for yourself, one for somebody else, or two for you and one for somebody else. Also, you can find my little 62-page booklet on the website. Just click on the store icon uh, on the website on the front page, <coughs> and it's a little 62-page booklet. All God's works are done in truth. Psalms 33 and 4 tell us that, and that's been a billboard scripture for our ministry as well as many others over the last... Uh, seven years or so, and uh, if all God's works are done in truth, then that means outside of truth, He's not working. And you can, for, I mean, you might as well just let go of all the mysticism and make believe and pretending. But God only works in the truth, and the truth is only found in Jesus. Hallelujah! This book will bless you. You can get your copy again. It's on the website. Just click on the store. And uh, all our products there, we don't have many, but we've got 10 or so CD sets there for those of you who still like to listen to CDs uh, driving down the road that don't do the Bluetooth yet or whatever the case may be. But you will be greatly blessed, and I'm just so thankful for those that God is waking up in these last days. We're actually studying the book of Hebrews now, and I believe that I'm seeing... I believe the Lord is showing me that the book of Hebrews is uh, maybe the most uh, uh, wake-up call, we can call it book, in the New Testament. When you study the Word of God, especially one particular letter or book as we call it, the book, the letter of Hebrews, you need to constantly be looking for the overriding word in that. The, what this letter was really uh, written about, for, what its purpose would be. And, and the first few chapters we're seeing that it was don't neglect this great salvation. You better take the, give the more earnest heed to what you've heard so it won't slip away. And all these things. And, and then you get over to Hebrews chapter 12 as I am uh, presently at this moment writing commentary. You can read that on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page, verse by verse, day by day, in the morning, about 7.30 around there. I post the verse, and we're in Hebrews 12 right now, and we're seeing there in Hebrews 12 
things that help us here in Hebrews 5. It's all tied together. I believe we could say, I'm going to begin to, uh, to see and to say this, that Hebrews, the book of the letter of Hebrews, is a wake-up call. Overall, it's a wake-up call. I mean, and, we're, and, and that's, we begin to see that. Uh, we see little uh, drops of, of you better wake up and hold on to what you've got of the words of that nature until we get to the end of what we call chapter 5 of Hebrews. And, and, and then we see, and we're going to get into this today, this will be part 11 of Hebrews chapter 5. And I encourage you to go back and watch all of the broadcast. If you're new, you're just now finding us, you can find everything we do on the, on the, the website thecrosswaychurch.com. You can find it also on our YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316. And you can also uh, listen on the Spreaker app to just the audio. Uh, and our channel there is for those who have ears to hear. Or you can type my name in and find us. So, But we're just so honored uh, to have you today. And, and, and we're going to have a powerful, powerful uh, half-hour session this morning. The Lord is going to show us some things for those who can see. He's going to tell us some things for those who can hear. Not everybody can hear. Not everybody is hearing. We hear when we hear the truth, and the truth moves us into the truth. So get ready today. In Hebrews chapter 5, in verse 13, and we're not rushing through this. This is our third or fourth session in this portion of Scripture. We're not, we're not of those who just read the Bible. That, that's good that you do read the Bible, but you need to let the Holy Spirit give you the wisdom of God's Word. When you're studying God's Word, you need to dig. You need to, Proverbs 2 says it's only when you search for hidden, the, the, the wisdom, the understanding, the knowledge of God, as if you were searching for treasure buried in your backyard, that you're going to find the fear of the Lord. And that's what we need to have, the fear of the Lord. That means the proper estimated value of God's worth. Ultimately, that's what the fear of the Lord is. The proper estimated value of God's worth, which can only be seen and, and, and properly understood if we're, when we're looking to the cross of Christ because that's where the work of righteousness was carried out and from there is the only place it's offered to all of humanity, nowhere else. Let me say this today before we get into this. There's only two objects of faith in God's view. Now here on the earth, I could trust in this, I could trust in that, I could trust in the purpose-driven life, the government of 12, the walk of Emmaus, the celebrate recovery. I could just try everything as objects of faith. But God sees there's only two. Number one, there's His Son and what He did at Calvary. That's the only object of faith God offers to any of humanity, lost or His children. And the second one God sees is self. God doesn't see, well, of course he sees everything. He knows everything. But all the other objects of faith, all the other things we might dabble in and try to get somewhere with God through, it's all self because that's who's doing it, self. The cross of Christ is what he did. 
Hallelujah. I'm glad I know that. I'm so glad I know that. Watch this now. Verse 13, Hebrews 5. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness because he is a babe. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. That doesn't mean a place of perfection. It means that they're maturing. They're growing. They're, you understand milk is for babies. Solid food is for those who are beginning to find their purpose and go their way and be able to walk and to run this race we've been given. Peter says that, that we do grow by the sincere milk. That, that word means pure. But recently we, we, we spoke about if what we read in the first portion of chapter 6 being the, the, uh, the, 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 the principles of the doctrines of Christ, uh, the, the foundation of repentance from dead works, faith toward God, doctrines of baptisms, laying on of hands, resurrection from the dead, eternal judgment. There are millions upon millions who don't even have the milk as pure. They will never ever have an opportunity to go on to the meat. If you don't get these things proper, which are called the, 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 the principle, the first things of the teaching of Christ, get this now, you can never ever go on to the meat, even if they let you start doing things in the church, you gain a position, you, you have some authority among people, it doesn't matter what you're doing, if you, if you don't get these things right in their purest form, if you don't have these things related to Christ and what he did at Calvary and see them in their righteous context, then you can never go on to the meat. Because, the, 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 uh, you know, being on the milk, being a baby... You're not allowed to do that all your whole life. You're not allowed to do that. Again, this is a wake-up call, and we get back in chapter 5 here. Verse 12 says, By now you ought to have been teachers. By now you ought to be much further than you are. But it's because you still have need of milk. Now the Lord's telling His church through this letter, you're not growing like you should. You're still on milk. And what it's causing is this. You're still on milk. You ought to now have been skillful in the word of righteousness. That, that word means experience. You ought to by now be experiencing the word of righteousness, which verse 14 explains. Look at it. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, those that are maturing, growing, even those who by reason of use, that means practice, that means being trained, that means experience, have their senses exercised, trained to discern both good and evil. Now again, as the last session, we covered the lost race of Adam. Those who are dying and going to hell by the droves every day, they know that murder is wrong. They know that adultery is wrong. They know the difference between good and evil. That's why they hide when they do wrong. They know it's wrong. They know there's a price to be paid. They, their conscience tells them it's wrong. Everybody's born with that. We need to understand that. 
Now, I know you can be so demonically possessed as a lost person that you can get beyond conscience and just be taken over by the enemy. But we need to understand what the Bible here is relating discerning between good and evil is being able to discern that which is all wrapped up in righteousness. See, because when you're becoming experienced in the word of righteousness, then that means you're going to see some things now that everybody's calling good that's very evil. You're going to see some things that everybody's calling evil that's very good. You're going to see things that are causing people to perish that they don't understand is causing them to perish. And they're going to call you a disturber, a troubler, a, a, a divisive person. They're going to call you someone who's bringing division when in all reality they're the ones bringing the division through their false doctrine, their false beliefs. Get this. This is what being trained in the word of righteousness will do for you. Now, think about it. Those of you, and I know a lot of people who, who have chosen not to go the way of the cross, they don't listen to broadcasts like this. If it's, if it's got the word cross in it, they think they're so far beyond that. that, that listen, they, they are, but they're without the help of the Holy Spirit. They're without the help of the Holy Spirit because He only works within the perimeters of faith in the sacrifice of Christ. Because if it's not faith in the sacrifice of Christ, what does that leave us? Faith in self. And with a stamp on I'm saying I'm trusting in God in all this, but God's not giving you all that to be able to trust Him through. That's, that was the problem with the golden calf. When they built the golden calf, you can read about in Exodus 32, they built the golden calf with their own jewels and the carving out of their hands, and they said, Come, and tomorrow let us have a feast unto the Lord. The Lord says, You're not having a feast unto me through anything you make with your hands, through any scheme that you come up with, through anything you build, anything you put together. I can't be worshipped through that. I've given you my son. I've given you one object to place faith in. You'll place it there or your faith and trust and dependence will be upon self. Now see, if you're not being trained in the word of righteousness, you're going to look at preachers like me and make a laughing stock out of laughing at me. You're going to be saying, oh, poor old guy still stuck at the cross. He's, he's not moving on into the deep things of God. But here's where we come into the reality of the end of chapter 5. And, and listen, we're going to hear something powerful today. We're going to hear something very powerful today. In this same letter of Hebrews in chapter 12, the, the Holy Spirit says to us that if we don't follow peace and holiness that no man shall see the Lord. Nobody is seeing the Lord in our ministries, through our ministries, if we're not following after peace and holiness. Peace 
first of all, was made by the blood of Christ at Calvary. Colossians 1.20. He made our peace by the blood of His cross. Through the blood that He shed at Calvary. That's the only avenue of peace. People are crying out to God for, Oh, I need peace. I, I need peace. But they won't look and place their faith in dependence and trust in Christ and what He did at Calvary. Giving themselves to that. Realizing that's where He identified Himself with you to be able to put everything away that's hindering your peace, hindering your joy, hindering everything He wants to offer you. That's where He put away the blockade, the law, all the things that would ever hinder us and offered Himself on our behalf so that we could have access to all that. But it's got to be our faith, our identification, our trust in our reckoning ourselves again today to be dead indeed to sin. That means the sin nature. You're getting this. Righteous, let's go ahead and move into this. Time runs out so quick. When the Lord saved you, He made you righteous, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 19 through 21. He, he, he declared you righteous in Christ. Romans chapter 6. Now here's where it gets really, really good. And again, if, 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 no, if we're not following after peace and holiness, the Lord's not being seen. They might know where I go to church. They might know who my preacher is. They might know we have great music. They might know all kinds of things. But they're not seeing the Lord. The Lord is not seen except in righteousness. That's unto holiness. Now watch. And that's in Hebrews 12. So we're still in the same letter. So they're, again, they're being told. Here they're being told to wake up. It's time to move on. It's time to stop neglecting this great salvation. It's time to start uh, giving the more earnest heed to what we've heard so you don't slip away. You don't let it slip away. And here's like it's time to get skillful. It's time to get experienced in the word of righteousness. In Romans chapter 6, the Bible says, <laughs> I love that phrase, the Bible, the Bible says, God's word tells us, the Holy Spirit writes to us through the Apostle Paul and says that when God saved you, which is when you believed, the Bible says obeyed that form of doctrine that was delivered to you. That's the gospel. That's the message of the cross. You, you were made free from your sin. That's how we know what doctrine it was, that form of doctrine, the message of the cross, the gospel. We were made free from sin and servants of righteousness. Now, if you don't understand righteousness, you're in big trouble because that's what this portion of Scripture is about. God made us at the point of the born-again experience, He made us servants of righteousness. And as you read along in Romans chapter 6, you'll see that we can only serve Obedience under righteousness, which is faith in Christ, obedience under righteousness, or we're serving sin unto death, Romans 6, 16. That means the sin nature under separation from God. 
And so many Christians, true born-again Christians, are separated from their fellowship with the Lord. And we all are when we're not trusting in the cross of Christ. When, when I'm trusting in self, which is the only other thing I can trust in, we might, again, we might call it all these things, but it's all self to the Lord. The cross of Christ is the only prevention that God has offered from self-exaltation. And when my faith is not there, self is being exalted. You know, the church today, even you need a high self-esteem. No, we need a high Christ esteem. That's a, a, that's a place of ignorance that you hear come out of the mouths of those who do not are not skillful in the word of righteousness. They're not experienced in the word of righteousness. Now get this. When God saved you, he made you a servant of righteousness because it's the only avenue that you can serve God and have the fruit of his expectation. I need to say that again. It's the only avenue... That avenue of righteousness. He made you righteous, declared you righteous, and made you a servant of that righteousness. And outside of that righteousness, we're self-serving. And the devil's happy about it and can have his way in our lives. That's, that's the avenue through which he steals, kills, and destroys. But when we keep our faith in the cross then we experience more of that which the Lord made us at the beginning. Servants of righteousness. Luke chapter 1, write it down, verse 74 and 75, lets us know because the Lord delivered us from the enemy now, and he did that through the cross. He snatched us out of death, the grip of, of death that Satan had the power of before the death of Christ. But because he delivered us from the enemy. Now again, this is Luke 1, 74 and 75, and it's so powerful. I talk about it quite often. That now, as the children of God, we can serve God in holiness and righteousness without fear all the days of our lives. I hope you are getting that. You will if you will begin to listen and learn God's words in its righteous context. And you have to because all of God's words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. Please write that down. Please go look at it. All of God's words are in righteousness. And His righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. Romans 1, 16 and 17. To those who go from faith to faith. The just shall live. That's not talking exclusively about receiving life through the righteousness of God, which is the avenue we received life and that we received this faith we have. 2 Peter 1 and 1. But it's how we live. We go from faith in the Word of God in its righteous context that we see through the cross, the gospel, the blood of Jesus to faith that comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God in the context of righteousness that we see being revealed to us 
through the gospel, the message of the cross. What after that? To faith, from faith to faith to faith. As the word of God comes to us by hearing his word in its righteous context, which is found, revealed to us, in the gospel, hallelujah, there's no living outside of this process. You might have received life in Christ. You may be alive in Christ. But the question is, are you living in Christ? Because there is a position we have and there is a condition here the Lord wants to be involved in. And the condition here is us being found becoming skillful, experienced in the word of righteousness. Not just Bible verses, but God's word in its righteous context. Well, brother, we just need to know God's word is truth. Well, brother, let me say to you, when you do begin to learn the truth of God's word, you will be seeing the Holy Spirit show you righteousness. Write it down again. The Lord's trying to bring His people back to the place of reality, back to the place of stability, and that's righteousness. Proverbs 12 and 17, He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. A false witness is going to keep just earning his money every week. A hireling just going to earn his money. There's more hirelings than you can shake a stick at. Most of what's out there in pulpits today are nothing more than hirelings. I'm not being ugly. I'm not being ugly. And it's no, it's not that they're just immature. If they were, then they shouldn't even be your pastor. Bible says, lay hands suddenly on no man and don't put a novice in some position. Well, don't start telling me you got an inexperienced pastor. Because that lets me know right off the front he ought not be pastoring. Well, is, 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 are pastors just supposed to be just fully experienced when they take the pulpit? They're not supposed to be babes on the milk. Are they? Are pastors supposed to be babes on the milk? No. A pastor over a local church should already be functioning on the meat of God's Word, the righteousness of God's Word, seeing every word, preaching, teaching every word through the lens of that shed blood at Calvary. Hallelujah. Every word of God dipped in the blood of Jesus so that we can see the righteousness because, hear me, that's the path He guides us on. What Can, can we turn there to Psalms 23? Is it Psalms 23 and 3? I know it is. He restores my soul. Well, somebody tell me, I, I, need, I need soul restore, restored today. I, I, need, I, need, I need God ministering to my soul. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. That doesn't mean, listen, that doesn't mean there's more than one path. That means the whole Bible. All of God's words are paths in his one avenue of righteousness. Are, are you getting a hold of this today? I, I hope you are. Because hear me, I want, and I want, I, I'm running out of time, but i got to make this comment here for those who have ears to hear, those who are taking notes, those who are taking this down, those who are looking at this in more depth even after we're done here. Again, unless we're following after holiness, no man's going to see the Lord. We can pretend like the church in Sardis was doing. 
and didn't know they were doing. They thought they were in a big move of God. But God shows up. The Lord shows up with a letter, tells them, you got to name your alive, but you're dead. You're dead. That's, 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 that's quite scary, isn't it? A, a letter from the Lord himself. You look like you think you got it all going on. You got a name that's alive and telling everybody you got a church alive and worth the drive, but you're dead. That means their faith was in the wrong object. It, it, God wasn't honoring it. He loved them enough to send them a letter. Not guarantee it. Not many of them received it. Not many of them received it. Just I mean, look at today. Who would receive that today if the Lord were to show up and say, "You're dead." Your church is dead. No, it ain't. Look at all we're doing. It's not about all we're doing. Because those churches in the book of Revelation were commended for things they were doing. He said, yet, yet, there's some things that got to be changed. If you don't, the repercussion is not going to be good for you. So if holiness is the only avenue, following after peace and holiness is the only avenue, that the Lord is going to be seen and recognized. And it is, because Hebrews 12 tells us that. And we know because of Romans chapter 6 that righteousness is the only thing that God has declared us to be. It's the only thing He's given us to serve that is unto Holiness. I got to read this before I let you go today. Romans 6, let's look at verse 17. Romans 6 and 17. But God be thanked that you were the servants of the sin nature, but you have obeyed from the heart. See, it doesn't say believed, it says obeyed because the message of the cross is a command. It's a command. And when you believe it, God says you've obeyed it. And, and nobody's obedient. Nobody's obedient unless their faith is in the cross. Watch now. You obeyed the, from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Here it comes. Watch. Being then made free from sin, the sin nature, you became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh, for as you have yielded your members' servants to uncleanness unto iniquity, unto iniquity, even so now yield your members' servants to righteousness unto holiness. Righteousness is the only avenue unto holiness, and the only avenue to righteousness is faith in that form of doctrine that was delivered to you that you became obedient. To when you believed it. That's the message of the cross of the gospel. Watch, we're not done. What fruit had you then in those... No, let's read verse 20. For when you were the servants of sin, the sin nature, you were free from righteousness. When we're trusting in anything other than the cross of Christ, we're free from the fruit of righteousness. It cannot be bare. It's not in your nice smile, your polite manners. It's not in your faithfulness to be in some church or to read your Bible every day. Nope. Not going to work. That's what's got us seduced. That's what's got us seduced and duped. We, we, we weren't declared righteous or made servants of righteousness 
by anything we did, but by believing from the heart unto that righteousness. Romans 10 and 10. Watch now. What fruit had you then, verse 21, in those things whereof you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin, that's through faith in the cross alone, and become servants to God, and that tells us when we look back what that means to be a servant to God. Here it's called servant to God, but back up there in Romans 6, 17, uh, 18 rather, you became servants of righteousness. Nobody's serving God unless they're serving righteousness. Now, granted, the devil's serving God's purposes. The clouds, the grass, the stars, the moon, the sun, everything's serving God's purpose to some degree, but not with fruits of his righteousness, which must be the fruit among men. Watch. But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Servants to God are servants of His righteousness. And that is the only avenue of having fruit unto holiness where the Lord is seen. So why are we quoting this scripture? Why are we talking about this? Because if we're on the milk, this don't happen. On the milk, babes, this don't happen. Yes, they're saved. Yes, they'll go to heaven if they die during that state of Christian infancy, if you want to call it that. But hear me. If we don't become experienced in the word of righteousness, then how are we ever going to be experienced in the, in, in the fruit of that righteousness, which is the only avenue that's unto holiness where the Lord is seen? He's not seen outside of that. No man shall see the Lord except among those who are following after peace and holiness. Hallelujah. I've gone over a little bit today. Who cares? Praise God. And I just love sharing the Word of God with you and looking at, at God's Word as the light of other portions of God, God's Word gives us a bigger and a better picture of the righteousness of God's Word because all of His words are in righteousness. I pray this broadcast today has been a blessing to you and an opportunity for the Holy Spirit of truth and grace to impart into your heart the truth. Because the truth is what shows forth righteousness. The truth is the gospel that reveals the righteousness. That's really what truth is. It's, it's the gospel that reveals the righteousness of God. Nothing else does. Only the gospel of Christ reveals the righteousness of God. And those who aren't preaching that, they're only putting milk on the table. And that, my friends, for the most part, is not even pure milk. It's tainted in the church in this last few moments before the Lord comes for us. We need to be planted in local churches where the pastor himself is on the meat. 
the, the congregation gather in longing to partake of the meat, which is the body of Christ, and to drink that, that drink of the Spirit, which is through the faith in the blood of Jesus. That's where We don't need to be gathering in some building and some property just because that's where our parents and grandparents went. And we sure don't need to be sitting at home, not involved. So God bless you. We love you. Make sure you tune in Wednesday night at 6.40 p.m. for our continued teaching on the book of Revelation, the seven churches. We're presently inside the teaching of the church in Sardis. You can see all of those clips on our website, thecrosswaychurch.com. You can also give to the ministry on that website. and You can also donate to the ministry by texting the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. Be a part of what God's doing according to the Word of God in these last days. Make sure you know what it means to be skillful in the Word of righteousness. God bless you. We love you. Till I see you next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.